Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of A Rose and Bloom. So today we have another special guest, Jennifer Anor. And today we're going to be speaking about um, failed expectations and what to do um, when it feels like God has failed you. Um, I think this is a very necessary conversation with the various things that we go through in this life. And so I'm kind of excited to get into it with her. So let's get into it. So, Jennifer, how are you doing today? Doing good. Doing good. Cool. Um, so a little background for those who don't know Jennifer. Um, she's amazing, number one. Um, I met her when I was like 15, 16, which is crazy because I was, wow, that was a decade ago. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like crazy for me to speak back. Um, but um, just super special to me. Um, I think, um, well, we met at a church that we were all, um, how was it going? Oh, <laughs> I was just telling her, like, you were never, 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 Beautiful family. Um, but yeah, Jennifer has been through the beginning moments of my uh, young adulthood. Um, yeah, this has been a lot, but she's seen me through me. <laughs> so uh, very grateful that we are still friends and close as we've gone over on much for in our walks. Um, mm-hmm. But with this episode, um, our last episode, we were focused on waiting on God's promises, but I think there's also an aspect of feeling like God has failed you in the midst of waiting for those promises to come to pass. Um, and I feel like even right now, as we're speaking and recording, um, I feel like I'm in that place right now, like currently with just so much that's going on. Um, and I've had my share of failed expectations, as you know, with like school and all these things, but personally feeling like God has not come through and feeling like he's not going to come through to a point where I'm kind of just like, is this, is this walk even worth it? Because it looks like other people aren't getting the things that they need. And right. And I'm sitting here and depending on the Lord and I'm told to do that, but it's, it's not given like, you know? Um, so more recently as a young adult though, it just feels more constant. <laughs> like most gravity, it just feels like there's always something. Um, so there's just been many times where I feel betrayed or hurt by God or sad um, when things just don't go my way where I know that God has called me to something or he said that this is this is going to happen, especially when it's meant to glorify him. And I'm like, so why are you not letting it happen? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, this is, this is crazy. Um, and like I said, I think the conversation is worth having, um, uh, and talking through, uh, because I know it, it can kind of feel like unchristian, like to be like, oh, God spilled me. Like, I really feel like this is, you know, it kind of just feels always like, I always say Jesus glitter and like, God's going to come through. It's fine. He has a plan. And it's like, yes, I know that. But right now in this moment, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so yeah, people just grieving over deaths of a promise. Like it just is like, this is not happening. You know what I'm saying? Um, and feel like if he's a promise keeper, then why is he not letting it happen? You know, um, and people are hurting, but we know at the end of the day that he won't fail us and he hasn't yet, you know, um, I can speak that to my life um, and he never will. And that's something I constantly have to remember, especially in this season, but it doesn't always take away the sting. Yeah. Oh. All that's going on. So, yeah, I kind of just wanted to talk to you about it because I know you've had your fair share of experiences. <laughs> definitely not. Definitely um, not. Uh, yeah. So, Bandus, <laughs> it's crazy. I was like, I, I came in, I came in with one direction, mm-hmm. and then like as you spoke, it's like the direction may shift, yeah. or it's not just gonna be like one isolated story, mm-hmm. but like you know, 
many different stories that piece together. Yeah. Um, so for me, I know that, like I said, you've been, you've been in my life for a while and I feel like even in the beginning, it was more so like a mentor type thing where mm-hmm. I feel like I knew a lot more about with you, mm-hmm. but then it was not more so more, you didn't know more about me in terms of what I was going, going through. Yeah. I was maturing as, you know, as a believer and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. Um, this now seeing how, you know, it's been almost a decade and we've all, grown, like you said, all mature, I matured. I have like mature and mature. I thought, I thought I knew what I was doing back then, but I really did not. Um, and so to really go back to what you're saying about, you know, field expectations, it's like, I feel like with my husband and I, we've always had, or we've always known what God has for us and like where God wanted, wanted to take us mm-hmm. in terms of you know, like the things he's called us to do and, you know, the people he's called us, called us to reach and how he's called us to reach it. And so mm-hmm. like, I feel like for us, one thing that we for sure struggled with was, you know, was financially. Mm-hmm. And I mean, as a woman, obviously like that's like number one, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The, the biggest thing. Um, So you guys know how we moved to Texas and all that stuff, but there's, but, but there's a whole story behind that because it was just so random, super random. Which, yeah. Um, I feel like we never really even told many people the main reason why, just a select few. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> long story short, um, one night, you know, I was walking back and forth in my room. I just felt like I needed to pray. I was seven months pregnant with our second. Mm-hmm. I was like pacing back and forth in the bedroom. And, you know, my husband was like, uh, what are you doing? Like, what's going on? So typically I like to pray on my own. I don't like any like interruption. <laughs> and so I'm like, nah, let me just, but I just felt like he needed to be there. So I was like, I don't know. I feel like praying. I feel like the least wants me to pray. And he asked me if he should join me. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, sure. So we we're just praying, singing, praying. And then like, I just had this like, really real encounter with the with the holy spirit where he literally was like i started sobbing and i was just crying and just like <laughs> it's crazy because he had said something to me mm-hmm. and i just started sobbing and crying what's going so on <laughs> there was this one i'm like i'm so thankful that i didn't tell him that i would have prayed with myself because mm-hmm. i don't know how i would have explained to him what happened because mm-hmm. i was so i was glad he was there to mm-hmm. see what was going on yeah so then like finally still crying i was like god said we need to move we need to move i was like okay what do you mean we need to move like i, I don't think i even said in bed like i just went through that whole motions crying and sobbing and all that stuff and then when i was done praying i got up I guess I was just upset or something. So I went to sit on the bed and he was like, what was that all about? Like, you care to share? And I was just like sitting there like confused, like, ah, oh, nah, I probably didn't hear this right. I'm like, you know, I didn't hear, hear it right. I was like, I think God just told us to move, like to leave everything behind, pack up and move to Texas. <laughs> and he was like, he was like, okay, tell me what the fuck. Because at that point, I was so fighting our heart to believe, like, yeah. like this is crazy. Like, we don't know anybody in Texas. We've never been right. to Texas before. And he was like, literally pick anywhere in Texas to move. to. So it's not like he gave us, okay, move specifically here. Mm-hmm. And it's like, he said, pick anywhere in Texas to move to. And that's where we're going to establish you. Wow. And so I told my husband this. And then I was like, honestly, God, I'm going to leave it up to you because I don't want to be the one to be like, that's it, let's do it. So let's go. You really get up and go now. Like, no, I need a yell to be the one to say, you know what, Jennifer, let's do it. I feel the same way too, where like, I feel like God is telling me to. So I really forgot about it, honestly. Oh, wow. And then like, <laughs> I forgot about it. So he went on his own journey. God took him on his own journey. He encountered so many things, like random little things. And one day he was like, hey, let's do it. I think we're supposed to do it. Like, let's move and literally within a month we were <laughs> literally because it's month. like we were trying to figure out god when 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 it's like no just he said pick up and leave leave everything behind just get up and go so we left and honestly hearing that that's where we're, i'm going to establish you like well i thought like okay yes we're finally going to be established like, things are gonna be awesome and like yeah, established. Like, let's never submit. Yeah, exactly. So, like, we yeah. went and we went to Texas with a lot of expectations mm-hmm. and whatnot. But man, it was like the 
hardest three years of our life. Like I'm talking about getting on food stamps, not having money to pay rent, not working jobs that were paying enough to even sustain us. But I feel like all through it out, God, God put some type of grace on us. Because honestly, I could tell you, I'm sure a lot of people didn't could not tell what we're going through a lot that we're going through. We had to look at us and be like, oh, yeah, y'all are good. Y'all are fine. But it's like, no, but God got us. Yeah. Uh, and I remember so many times, like, I would just go on my knees, like, God, like, why? Like, what's going on? Like, we're struggling. You know, like, food stamps, sometimes it just finishes and we yeah. don't need money for the rest of the month. Y'all need kids. I'm you know, Yeah. And then Zoe took kick into the mix. I'm like, literally driving. There's something called favor in Texas. It's mm-hmm. it's like the Uber Eats of Texas. It's only for Texas. Mm-hmm. So that's literally what we're doing at some point for our income. Like we're driving favor, DoorDash, Grubhub. But I was pregnant with Zoe, mm-hmm. like fully pregnant. I was still doing all that. I actually went into labor. <laughs> no. One, the day before I was in the hospital, I was busy doing deliveries. And I thought it was Bra- Braxton Hicks. I was like, bro, this Braxton Hicks is not going away. Next day, I found myself at the hospital five centimeters dilated. <laughs> like, can't let's have the baby. <laughs> so I was like, Lori, like, man, this is this is establishment. Yeah, like, this is not this is ghetto. It's not. So many nights I'd be crying. Wow. But I feel like through it all, leading worship at church really grounded me because mm-hmm. it was the only solemn times and solemn moments that I had. Mm-hmm. Like, Lord, this is the times that I feel like I can come to you and be in your presence and feel like at least I'm doing something with my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you have all these promises, all these expectations, like throughout the whole time, he was still giving us promises. Mm. And I'm like, okay, sure. Thank you. Yeah. I'll wait for it forever again. You know what I mean? And so it's crazy how even when I transitioned into tech, he specifically one time, I think my husband was all who told me, he was like, hey, babe, I was praying and God said that this, this year is going to be different. Mm. And then I looked at him, I was like, okay, sure. Mm. I I literally said that. I was like, okay, sure. Yeah. Like I hear this every year. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like every year something mm. similar is said and like nothing happened. So I looked at him as I was like, okay, cool. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So later that night before we went to bed. <laughs> Something happened first. And <laughs> I was about to go to sleep. Marriage. Marriage life happened. Marriage life. Okay. We're about to go to sleep. And then, like, the Lord literally whispered in my ear, This year, I was about to blow your mind. Come on. Immediately, I started crying because my husband didn't even know. I was like, I just bust out crying because I feel like God was very strategic in the words that He used because. Mm. All these years with the promises, he he knew that I was getting weary. And like, I never didn't believe my husband when he said it. Mm-hmm. He chose those specific words, I'm going to blow your mind, because in the past, he's used those same words for me before. And the mm-hmm. next morning, like, he literally blew my mind. So he mm-hmm. knew that there was no way I was going to to not believe this time. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's, I'm like, man, like, God, even in my unbelief, even in my times that I was, like, getting weary, mm-hmm. you still cared enough to... Be specific with your choice of words because you knew that I was actually going to believe you. Yeah. You know? And so I just started sobbing. I was like, God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for my unbelief. Because, mm. like, that moment I had with my husband, it was kind of like the Sarah moment when God said she was going to have a baby or, you know, God told them they were going to have a baby and then they just laughed. Yeah. I think it was Sarah. Who was Sarah? Whoever. One of them. <laughs> Sarah. So it was like, I had that moment. It was, you know, so. Him saying those exact words, like, God, I'm so sorry for my unbelief. Like, yeah. I promise I believe you. And, you know, that's when things literally took a turn for us. Yeah. But it was not easy, you know? Yeah. So it's just, yeah, a lot of in-betweens, but that's the, the nutshell. One of the things that really stood out amongst many things with similar story was that aspect of you seeing, like, I was still receiving promises, even though life was just like i'm not seeing any of these promises come to pass you know and you're piling on more <laughs> you know um and i there's something that i've realized i mean throughout life but this year specifically um especially with this podcast like even happening how in the midst 
of the valley, right, and where you're at, he's still so mindful of you to show you, like, what's coming. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, because what, for me, it was just, I was not going to school. And it really, like, there was, it looked like there was no way I was going to school. But for him to download this into my spirit, like, with everything that you're going through, I still have some sort of plan for you to do this in the future. And I literally was like, all right, fine, cool. That's not what I'm worried about. And you know what I'm saying? Kind of thing like, all right, fine. Anywho, it's <laughs> the matter of like what's happening right now. Exactly. Um, but um, yeah, I think that's just really interesting. Mm-hmm. But then on top of that, it's like, believing and him saying it in a, such a specific way that you know like okay like he he just had to say that one little dad yes. you know what i'm saying for it to just be like ah bet like you actually do have me because i've heard it before mm-hmm. exactly in this way or yeah. the way you said it to me before and it's i think it's it just speaks to his mindfulness of us and how like he knows us individually for me like and i think it's actually very timely or maybe like you know god does his things strategically yeah the fact that those exact words the first time that i heard it was actually in relation to school to college Mm -hmm. my tuition being paid for Mm -hmm. so us literally having that discussion even about you and your situation is like okay that's kind of i just thought it was kind of weird that while like i had that really first encounter with those words when it came to god like i don't know how i'm gonna pay for school yeah and he gave me those words literally the next day Mm-hmm. I was able to pay for school out of wow. nowhere, you know. And so, just maybe a piece of encouragement for you too. Just yeah. know that he's got you. You're right. Yeah. I mean, he's done before, so just holding strong to who he is and who he's been before. And I know, you know, he's not changing. So, um, so that whole situation obviously affected you in some way, right? Um, so I mean, you talked a little bit about how it basically, you know, caused you to. Uh, to not believe, but then turn it around. Mm-hmm. Um, but is there another situation or actually not even another situation? Let's talk about how you actually felt during that. Because I think um, for me, and I'm sure there are people listening and watching who it's like, well, she doesn't know how I feel. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or like what I'm feeling. Am I the only one feeling this more? the enemy being in your, their ears like it's just he like, he's just doing this to you and like like you're not a good daughter or son of god because you're feeling this way and whatnot you know what and that's you know one of the biggest lies if satan can get you there then he's really got you because whenever you feel like you're alone in something then that means it has never been done before and there's never been a solution and so mm. you keep thinking in that cycle yeah and so for me it was just really tough because I feel like now we had three kids to depend on us and our aunt said, they probably don't know what's going on. They don't, <laughs> don't care. Right. They are just happy, you know, doing their kid stuff. But I'm over here stressing because I'm like, Lord, like, this is not what you said you had for us. Like, mm-hmm. I don't believe you let me leave all my comfort and my family and all that we had established here. My husband had literally just gotten the best job of his life ever and we had to give it up and go so i'm like what are you doing you know all for what for nothing so it just felt really like lonely it felt like we were it felt like man like our friends are really gonna laugh at us or like people are really gonna laugh at us now Mm -hmm. because it's like who does that who just gets up and takes their four-month-old baby in their four-year-old or now two-year-old and just go to a different state with no family, nothing, yeah. like nobody. So I allowed all these thoughts running through my mind, like, God would never do this to you. He never said that. It was you. You didn't really, <laughs> you know, like, did you really hear him? It's like, no, no, I've heard God's voice before, and I and I know that it was him. Mm-hmm. So it just really had, you have to, like, reel yourself back in to, like, no. And the funny thing is, like, when I was sobbing that night that God told us to move, I was sobbing and crying because I already, I could feel the pain and the difficult, the difficulty of what that season was going to be. So that's why I feel like I was crying so much because I was already grieving that process. 
Wow. And so when we got there and it was hard, I think that was always coming back to me that, okay, you knew it was going to be a hard season because mm-hmm. you just very sensed it and felt it. That's why you're grieving in that moment. So it's here, you know, and you know that every season will not last. It will yeah. change eventually, but, you know, it's still tough even with all those reminders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, there's that encouragement in there that you knew what God's voice sounded like. Like you knew that it was him that told you. I think it was so, we were doing, we were doing a fast um, early this week. And like on the first day, I was talking about like seeking God daily and how like seek him while he's near. Yeah. Was Isaiah 55, six? Uh, Proud of me? I can't remember that. And um, but it's like seek him um, while he's near and draw to him while he's like around. And basically the basis of that, um, message or writing for that day was not just seeking him during the trials but um knowing what he's like before all that stuff comes so that when it does come yeah you're not like shaken yeah you know i saying forgetful all of a sudden like even though you can't get forgetful yeah. like i have you yeah god was taught and said like yeah. not even sell into me and then a different season i'm like god are you gonna come through and it's, it's like He's done it before, you know, um, but it's it's still there. It's like you built a storehouse of God's goodness. And then when you get to those times, it's like okay, when you feel like you're forgetting, okay, no, go back to the storehouse and pull it out. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah that's that's a good analogy. Um, so with all this, these failed expectations or things that we felt like, hey, God, you promised me this, but it's it hasn't come to pass yet or it doesn't look like it's going to happen um has been has there been a time where you wanted to walk away from god because of the discipline because i'm sure there are people who are feeling like that like god i'm done with you you know what i'm saying <laughs> wow it's crazy how like everything is not making sense or like the story is coming together mm. so um so continuing from, you know, when God saying was that, you know, that year, we were going to have a great year. So eventually, you know, my husband and I ended up breaking into tech successfully. And, you know, that was the year, two months later after he said things would, you know, that year, he was going to blow our mind. Mm-hmm. That's when I got my job at IBM. Like he was straight out of teaching myself how to become a UX designer. Mm-hmm. I landed my first job at IBM. So I'm just like, man, God, like you really did come through. Like yeah. our finances are like things are about to change and turn, you know, turn around, uh, which it did. I was like, man, like finally we're about to, you know, live comfortably or like live you know, like how we wanted to live and just be free and not have to worry about bills anymore. Mm-hmm. So we ended up having to move to Louisiana because my job required, even though it was remote, it required me to be in Louisiana. Like specific, yeah. yeah. So, and that was another battle on its own because I was like, Lord, like, am I disobeying you? I know you said we should move to Texas and now mm-hmm. this required, this job requires me to move to Louisiana. Like one of friends gonna think of me, oh, I thought she said that God said that she moved to Texas. Oh, well now what, what's Louisiana doing in the picture? So it was a strong battle for me. Like, God, like, should I decline this job offer? <laughs> so <laughs> I'm like, um, <laughs> and funny, I got that job offer even before IBM, but that one was also a contingent job offer because they were waiting for a contract to come through before I actually officially had a job. So oh. technically I had the offer, but if they don't win the contract, then I don't have to start. Yeah. But then, then IBM came through. It was for sure. I had to, you know, I had it. Signed the offer, but you know, I had to move in 60, uh, 30 days. Wow. So it was a battle. I was like, Lord, you said Texas. And like, are we going to be disobedient just because we want to follow money? But like, God, you said you were going to come through. And it's so crazy. I have, I have my phone here for the definition. And like, we were praying so many times. And then we, we got to church one time, you know, and this was one of the, the few times I wasn't paying attention during preaching. But I was just kidding. <laughs> I said, let me make that a note. <laughs> <laughs> I was just one, my mind was wondering, like, God, like, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. And God really spoke to me in that moment. And, like, I thought about it. I was like, God said he was going to establish this in Texas. And the whole time, establish doesn't just have one definition. Come on. The whole time I mean, God said establish, I was like, oh, okay, that's where he's going to plant us. We're going to stay there. Mm-hmm. 
but no. So during church, I was like, hold up, let me pull up my dictionary. Come on. I pulled it up. And the part that stood out was to bring into being on a firm or stable foundation. Wow. And I was like, that's what God wanted to do with us in Texas when he said establish. Mm. To give us a firm foundation for what's to come later. So that season in Texas for sure was over. Yeah. So yeah, mm-hmm. you can move to Louisiana. And by the way, that also had something waiting for us there. Uh, which leads to the answer to yeah. the question. So we were like, okay, that God, thank you so much for the clarity. Like my, I, I was like, first of all, my husband already knew this. He was like, Jennifer, I don't think God will ever call us to just be, boom, stay here for the rest of your life. Like, I don't think so. But since you just want to have your own rigid confirmation, I'm glad God gave you one. Uh, so, you know, in, in, in confidence and excitement and joy, we're finding about to live and experience the fullness of God and my provision financially. So we moved to Louisiana in June, mm-hmm. June, 2022, mm-hmm. July 8th, mm-hmm. I had a horrible panic attack. Like I've never had a panic attack in my life. Mm. It was the worst moment of my life. I hands down, wow. hands down. Cause I literally thought that night I was going to die. Like I was legit dying and my heart was going to burst wow. and pop. Like it was, I never knew, I never like, and when I just, when I thought my heart couldn't go any faster, it would race fast, like even faster. Like I was dying. I was like, babe, we're dying. Like, no, we, <laughs> honestly, I'm a lot embarrassed to go into the story as to how I got there in the first place. But, ah, uh, well, but, okay. Let's just say mm-hmm. it was a date night and we were trying to spice things up. And somebody brought THC to the house. <laughs> and right, it, wasn't, it wasn't the first time. Because other times that we've tried it, I think other friends gave it to us and they knew what they were doing. Mm-hmm. I really don't. I don't think my husband really does. But he's he in the past, he used to be with friends who did it. So he was familiar. But other times, in the, like twice we tried it. And it was really great. Like, it was great for date night. For married couples. It was awesome. <laughs> So this is the first time that he bought something himself in Louisiana and obviously I guess guy wrong, the dosage was wrong. So it turns out we took ten times more than it was supposed to be. I'm laughing right now, but Lord knows what I've been through this past year. Like, I died and resurrected that night. Like, I was outside my body watching myself about to die. <laughs> and that's what I needed to see. I don't do it to you. And my husband poor him. I think he would have been good, but because I was having that moment, yeah, he was also like kind of like trying to help me out. Yeah. But <laughs> and it's funny how like I don't know if you've heard other people's story, how like when whenever you take THC or those kind of things, like you're more like in tune with the spiritual world. So it's like very palpable. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. like immediately. So when we took it, I was like, babe. And before that, I was like, babe, I don't know. I'm not feeling this. Like I, I feel this. I don't think so. Uh-huh. But then, you know, we ended up take for a doubt. That was the Holy Spirit. Me, like... So then we <laughs> still went ahead and literally 30 minutes. Because in the past, it was like an hour and a half. But like 30 minutes later, I'm like, I'm right on strong breath. Something's happening. So I was like, babe, I'm scared. Like, can we pray? Lord, it's so cute. So we hold hands. We're praying. Like immediately after praying, like two seconds later, I don't know what happened. I start speaking in tongues because I'm scared. <laughs> My heart is racing. <laughs> yeah, <huh? laughs> you know, I feel, like, I feel like my defense mechanism was like tongues, like God save me, God save me. My heart was. BT, like it was about to explode. Like I was over here, like speaking. It It felt like I was outside my body watching the Holy Spirit take over my body so I don't die. Like speaking in tongues. Then my husband also just, I guess, followed suit. We're just speaking in tongues. Praying. And also with their say, I will not die. He just will not die. But I'm going to die. I'll die. I'll leave. 
because that was like the first wave of you know the, the whatever mm-hmm. and after that calm down I was like god like what am I doing? <laughs> anyways I'm not gonna go into that because it's a whole it was a whole night of whatever but that night was a traumatic night for me that I would never like it left a mark on me and my, I feel like my life was never the same after that because wow. from that day onwards, mm-hmm. every single day, I didn't go through that day without thinking I was going to die. Like, wow. I, I kept reliving that moment. I went to the hospital like two times. Look, I need to get tested because I feel like I'm, I'm going to die. Like, wow. there's something wrong with me. Every day I'm thinking, God, like my kids, are they going to be okay? Like, I'm going to die and leave them. You know, like, I was struggling mentally. Oh, mentally, I was struggling. It was the first time I actually understood what people met with, like, you know, like struggling mentally or like mm. intrusive thoughts. So, like, I was kind of things. So yeah. that is, it, it was really horrible. And physically, too, I would feel the phys- physical symptoms. I would have a panic attack. I was driving one time and, like, I felt like I was, I literally, I was losing sight of reality. I had to park. So I had to pick up my kids from daycare. I was scared out of my mind like every night i'll go to bed i can't go to bed because my heart is racing and i'll just go into a panic attack so that really left a mark of me like god save me like i can't live the rest of my life like this like we were just supposed to be in a good moment we've struggled financially so much and like i'm at a point where we're like we got a relief like we're about to live nice and comfortably but no i'm struggling mentally so i can't Mm -hmm. live comfortably like I can't it's always hard. I'm not normal battle in your mind. I'm not normal. Like really, I was struggling, and I would pray all the time. God, please take this away. Like I'm gonna die tonight. Like God, take it away. Like I don't want to feel this way. Wow, all that stuff. So I feel like I had to battle that for a whole year. But there were two incidences where I know God healed me and delivered me from that. So I don't know. Cautiousness or lose my mind, and I know God healed me and he delivered me, and He even in that He made certain things uh, known to me. Mm-hmm. But the part that was up to me for my full and complete healing, I think that's the part that was the worst. Because mm-hmm. like believing that God has already done it. Because mm-hmm. it was one night I really had like another bad panic attack. I was pooping my brains out. <laughs> And the Holy Spirit literally told me that that was him purging everything out of me. Like, wow. You know, yeah, he was healing. He, he, that was his respect too. Cause step one happened at church one time when I had to go to the altar for something. So I know that God healed me that night, mm-hmm. but the rest of it was up to me to believe yeah. that he actually did. Cause I would still feel some symptoms here and there on the hardest race. Or like, I feel this ting- tingly sense that I felt that night. And it's like, oh god did you really heal me like no i'm still struggling so it went on like that for a long time where i'm like i guess god didn't heal me god where are you like i'm still struggling i need to hear you yeah yeah and i don't hear anything so it really it got bad that whole year i did lead worship well honestly barely went to church me, me, like for me I feel like I was drifting I was mm. slowly drifting away because it's like I call God every night to help me but I'm still struggling with this so I, mean, I guess my time with him is done then because he's not helping me like, I need another encounter because I need to feel that I'm actually good yeah and he's not coming so even when we moved here I knew it was at its worst when I would go to church and praise the worship is going on and I'm like okay great for you yeah, I'm just standing there. Like me of all people. Yeah. Like, you know what? I don't know songs. I'm like singing and worship. Like yeah. I'm a worship leader. Like yeah. that's my life. You know? So to get to the point where I didn't even recognize myself that I was at church doing praise and worship and I'm just standing there looking at people like, what are you doing? Mm. My husband was really like he said, Jennifer, I was praying for you all the time. Like, God, please help this girl because this is not my wife. Wow. Standing like my husband was branded out worship. And I was just there like, okay, good for you. Man. Like, good for you. Yeah. So that honestly was the lowest I think I got to in my life where it's like, I really never thought I would get to a point where I'm like, yeah, God, okay, sure. I know he's there, but who cares? Mm. You know, I know he's there, but okay, sure. I don't feel anything during praise and worship. I'm not even going to get into it. Oh, they're sick. They're doing too much on the stage. Oh, calm down. 
like what me yeah you owe me for yeah yeah so that honestly was the lowest i've ever gotten and the closest i ever got to giving up on my faith because i feel like if i had it or if god had it intervened then it definitely would have gone south or yeah. going down that path so so what brought you back great question yeah i thought <laughs> my first read back yeah well, God, yes, but through my husband, because Loki, for those of y'all who don't know, on godly relationships, is legit a prophet. Like, I'm sweating out. No, I'm sweating yeah. for God to literally just show the rest of the world. But that, those who know him in the inner circle just really know, because, like, Loki, when you meet my husband, you go and think he's a heathen. Like, uh, look at him from the outside, he's going to be like, this guy's a heathen. <laughs> for real. But, like, he has the sharpest ear like he's tears and he has this gift of like prophecy so we during our anniversary month is this august we he was like hey babe can we go pray in the, in the closet i was like okay sure whatever like i was busy on my phone like here let's go pray again <laughs> and like, we were just praying in his closet just you know praying and then like he just laid his hand on me just started praying for me and I don't know what happened for some reason i just started sobbing and crying and just like broke down like just god like i am sorry the scales fell from like i could literally feel a shift in my vision wow like something fell and i could see clear because the whole time i felt like god you didn't save me from this incident mm-hmm. you allowed it to mess up with my mind like you should just mm-hmm. save me like why can't you just save me yeah and that whole time, my perspective has to had to shift that he actually did save you, but you could have died that night. Yeah, he didn't tell you to go take that tea. Actually, the Holy Spirit warned you. Yeah, actually, whoa, yeah. So he saved you still, even after that. You need to thank God every morning you wake up, every morning you get a thank God for saving your life. Because you could have died that night. Yeah. So instead of walking around and being all sad and like all pitiful, like God didn't save me and my mind is not right, I'm struggling. And it's like, no, he did. And he has already healed you. Come yeah. on. You need to fix your perspective and get on with it. Yeah. Well. And then on Sunday, that's when he snatched me at church and he said, Oh, yeah, you were telling me, yeah. <laughs> snatched me at church, crying, bawling my eyes out, screaming on top of my on top of my lungs. Mom, I'm gonna do it, God, I'm gonna do it. I promise I'm gonna do it. I get it now. Mm-hmm. Like basically you've taken a year off you need to get back to leading worship yeah like you need to stop stop being a child get back my gosh i mean worship that is so so yeah that's how i saved my life again and things have really not been the same ever since i'm gonna tell you that well like things have been very different from then Thank you, Ron. And I'm so thankful. I'm so, like, I noticed the shift. I noticed the difference. Mm-hmm. And I could tell that that's literally what Satan was trying to keep me away from. Yeah. Because even at us coming back after moving to Texas mm-hmm. and God establishing us there, mm-hmm. we're coming back to really fulfill everything he had for us here. Yeah. All the promises that he gave us before we even moved, mm-hmm. we're, we're back. You yeah. have all that. And, and the devil knew. He tried to keep me there. Yeah. So... I am not there. <laughs> I'm not there. No. I think there are two things that God's really like bringing back to my remembrance. Um, with the thing that I'm going through right now in this season, um, um, he he was bringing some. He brought some things back to my remembrance, and the first thing um, was earlier this year. Well, it was like a week. Was it? it was a week before we started recording the podcast. Now, granted, like we were like recording little videos and whatnot, and like episode was going to come out, but it was a week before I really like was like, okay, I'm actually stepping into this. Yeah, and I could not get out of bed that week. I think I had like one of the worst spiritual attacks I've ever had mm-hmm. at that point in time, and I knew enough in my walk to know it's because I'm stepping into something that yeah. I want to step into. Mm-hmm. But I could not get out of bed. Like I was in my head. I was like, I cannot do this, this and that. And um I think I mentioned it in an earlier episode with Arnell 
but there was a thought because it was just so much going on like you're my friend and like that's one way the enemy keeps like trying to get into my head even now like i'm not a good friend but it's like i'm busy <laughs> i can't be there for people the way i used to be yeah you know and i just have to find different ways but at that point in time it was really bad Double of like you're not capable of doing this thing like you know and for the first time ever there was a thought where it was like you shouldn't even be here mm-hmm. right and I mean, because I'm not playing with that. <laughs> like, it was like, oh, that's not what we have to say. I said, you are not saying it too far. Too far. Too far. I'm not the one. And I just re- I literally got out of bed and the Holy Spirit said, worship. Start worshiping. And so I did, you know, and I felt better. And then I actually went out to eat with, um, pulled up. And I was like, you know, kind of talking that through. And then I went home. And, um, I took a recording of it, like, um, little voice note for myself, but as we were speaking, especially with worshiping and I'll bear in mind, like, I know I'm just not stepping into that worship leader. I just know called to worship. Okay. I love to worship. And that's one of the best ways I feel to serve the Lord in that way. But it was for worshipers and I'll show you after, but it was like, as worshipers, the one thing the enemy is going to try to take away is our worship. Mm-hmm. So keep worshiping. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, okay, cool. Like, I'm not, I don't see myself as that, but like, I know I like to worship. So I'm going to do that. Yeah. But as the months have gone by, maybe not necessarily mental health, but like when there's things going on, that's the first thing that goes away. I don't have joy in his presence anymore. Yes. You know? Yes. And it's like, no, because you know, for especially, I still all the time, I know what happens when I'm in God's presence. Mm-hmm. There's freedom. Exactly. There's joy. Mm-hmm. And you don't want me to find that. Yes. So you're trying to take it away. Mm-hmm. And that just brings me back to this past Wednesday night where I went to Wednesday night service and I sat in the back for like the first time ever because I was like, God, I'm really I'm not done with you, but like, you're not coming through for me. Mm-hmm. And they were doing praise and worship. And I was, you know, I don't want to, want to. And then there was a thought. And I know it was just my my spirit crying out. I want to dance in your presence again, God. Mm. I don't want to feel this way anymore. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I kind of just, like, sat with that feeling mm. of, like, missing just, like, being with him. Yeah. And also feeling like you're throwing a temperature in from right now. <laughs> but, hey, yeah. we did this. <laughs> Because yeah. the thing on your way. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, you know, it's still stung, but it was like, now I need to get back to that. And so when we started the when we fasted um this past week, that's what I was saying earlier. I feel like there's been an emotional breakthrough. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, even though things are not happening the way I want it to right now, mm-hmm. my perspective is changing and at least I can still dance in your presence and find joy in that. Yeah. That's good. So that's really good. <laughs> when you when you said um uh, you know, you were throwing a temper tantrum. It just took me back to, you know, back in that season in Texas. There's, you know, I was leading, I was still leading worship at church. Mm-hmm. And there was this one time, you know, I was in the shower throwing a pity party for myself mm-hmm. and, you know, literally heard the Holy Spirit say hypocrite. Mm. And I looked around, I'm like, who are you into the living room? I was like, you, wait, what are you calling me? I was like, yeah, you're a hypocrite. Like, a few days ago, you were standing on the stage leading worship. I'm gonna sing in the middle of the storm. I don't hear you say it. I don't hear you say it. First of all, this is not even a storm. It's just some rain sprinkles. And you over here throwing yourself a pity party. Try. <laughs> so, oh yeah, okay. Um, so for me, I I know that then this is a standard I hold myself to. I'm not saying if that's what God is saying for everybody, but for me, I feel like I'm held accountable for my words up there whenever I leave worship. Cause it's like, if I'm not living that life or, you know, living what I'm trying to lead people in worship to do that, you know, that's, that is being hypocritical. So I can't tell you, Oh, sing a hallelujah in your storm. And I'm not doing that. Yeah. So. No, that's really good. Um, and that's, I think that's a that's an amazing thing to hear as a leader holding yourself accountable to the same thing that you're leading around you um, to do. So that's awesome. Well, with 
with all that, how have you seen purpose through the pain? And like, yeah, <laughs> that's interesting you say that because um, that night, that part two of my two-part healing, <laughs> um, God was very clear to me. So in growing up, I knew that I was always going to be a worship leader. Mm-hmm. And in in like, I don't know, ninth grade or eighth grade is when God told me that he's given me the gift of healing mm-hmm. through worship. Um, and so that night after I had that panic attack and then like the night of the healing, he was very specific to, uh, with one of the aspects of healing that it was going to be for those who are struggling mentally. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Lord, yes, please. Because this is really how those people are struggling. Yeah. Please yeah. heal them. Like I, I, I'm going to be a vessel. Please use me because I don't want, I don't know how people can live their lives like this. It's not fun. It's it's like you really don't have control of yourself, it feels like. Yeah. So that's definitely one of the purposes that God revealed to me in that season. Mm-hmm. And also even coming out of it and now seeing like, man, like one of my friends, actually, she's been such a great friend, especially when it comes to my college. She's the one friend that always calls me out on that because he's like, she always intercedes for me. She hears the Lord, especially when it comes to my conscious of Jennifer. Like, I was fasting for you last week, and girl, you need to get back with worship. And it's funny, she didn't even know all this that had happened at church, and even my husband praying for me. Mm-hmm. So she told me this. I was like, girl, like, you're spot on again. Like, <laughs> timely, too. Yeah. She told us that Jennifer was praying for you, and like, what God showed me and where He's going to take you when it comes to leading worship you need to get back and like get serious with it again and so it was just perfect confirmation mm-hmm. so even coming out i just knew that you know Satan wanted to keep me there mm-hmm. so that i could miss out on why i'm we're in the back in the first place and like yeah. where god wants to take us now yeah. so when you so when you look at this purpose that has come through your pain has it have you always per se been like that like I'm like this crazy situation yeah but like has have you always been like you know what God's gonna come through and this was the one time where I was like or like did this have to mature as you grown in your faith the funny thing was I even though I was walking around all nonchalant and not really caring much in the back of my mind I was like but I know God will rescue me. I didn't know how far I was going to go with my, you know, not worshiping anymore and just not even being interested in godly things anymore. But every time that I would even think those kind of thoughts, I'm like, I know God will rescue me one day. Yeah. Like I just had this knowing that he he wasn't just going to leave. Like it will happen. It will happen. I just didn't know when. No. But I'm glad I didn't keep going and thinking that right because like no you have to take your life back like you have to take your power back from the enemy you can't just keep walking around thinking oh eventually god will save me like no like no he's already done it mm-hmm. and you just need to wake up and walk in it well for me at least she got me from yeah, yeah yeah i think that's beautiful just knowing at the back of your mind and i think even if you walk with the Lord for a long, I mean, definitely if you walk with the Lord for a long time and you're sensitive to the spirit in some way, even when you're not a hundred percent feeling, it's that like, I know at the back yeah. of my mind, you know, I know deep down, I know he's going to risk me. I know what the word says, right? And it's just not happening right now, but it's going to happen. And I think that's, that's encouraging to me because it's like, yeah, like, He's going to do it. And even if I don't hear that small voice, mm-hmm. um, what you were saying earlier about um, all these things that have happened in the past, I stored them up. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm going to go back to the bank and just pull it out. Yeah. And, you know, you've been faithful for and you're going to be faithful again. Yeah. Um, so what piece of advice can you give um, to someone who is currently feeling let down by God, like, do you, well, I guess first, 
Um, do you have a scripture or anything that you've leaned on in tough times or maybe some promises um, that other people can lead on? Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, now, of course, mental health is dear to my heart. So I'll start in that aspect that when in the beginning stages, yes, I was leaning to God a lot because I knew he was my only solution. Yeah. But then when he didn't give me the solution I wanted, that's what I started backing away. But even then, Psalm 91 was it for me, like declaring that over me. Mm. And honestly, I will be honest, like declaring those words really do work. Yeah. And I feel like I learned how to actually, when this whole affirmation thing, I feel like I had it wrong. I just thought people were just like, okay, I'm beautiful. I'm awesome. And I got to believe that. Like, that's really what I thought. I mean, I, I hope I don't sound all like ignorant. But that's really what it, that affirmation was. But I guess, no, affirmation, like really speaking truth yeah. on yourself. So like I opened the word, mm -hmm. spoke it and believed it and mm -hmm. it does wonders. Come on. So maybe if you're like me, you know, you didn't know how to declare truth over you, but that's really what it is. Yeah. Open the Bible, declare God's word. He's in it, you know, sometimes, especially towards the end where it's like, um, you will deliver and something you will deliver. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So like a heathen right now. No, it's fine. Oh God, I'm gonna be worried. I know it all when I start having trouble getting, but he abides with the shadow though. Yeah, like a read full chapter. Mm -hmm. So Taurus amplified. Yeah, that's too much. Let's do it. I don't love amplified. I don't even read it. Under text. Um, but so in the part that it says, because he loves me, says the Lord. Or because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. Mm -hmm. I will protect him for he acknowledges my name. Mm -hmm. He will call on me and I will answer him. Mm -hmm. I will be with him in trouble. Yeah. I will deliver him and honor him. So yeah. I was really stuck on that part. Mm -hmm. I will deliver him mm -hmm. and honor him. So I really stuck on it. God, you said you would deliver and honor me. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. you will be with me in trouble, right? Yeah. And God doesn't bring me trouble. Yeah. I'm bringing myself troubles. I put myself in that trouble, but you will still be with me in that trouble. You will deliver me from that trouble and not only deliver me, you will honor me even after that. Come on. And with long life, will you satisfy me with, mm -hmm. you know, so going around thinking I was going to die any moment from there, that was really an anchor for me. Yeah. That you will satisfy me with long life, God. Mm -hmm. so I'm not going to die yet. Yeah. Uh, so that was very encouraging for me. Yeah. And then uh, in the other seasons, I feel like really holding on to previous promises like again the the stored up bank mm -hmm. thing because it's like okay these were the times that god came through for me he's yeah. done it before he's not gonna stop all of a sudden yeah and one thing that helped me was like i don't think god moved us just to come and embarrass me like why would you just move to come and embarrass me it was embarrassment for me it could have been done <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, <laughs> no. <laughs> so I was like, I don't think this one God has for me to write. Like I would not yeah. put me to shame. Like mm -hmm. he's not letting me be this Christian that I am, leading worship and showing such an example and then like leave me high and dry. Like, no, that's not what he has in the cards for me. Yeah. Um so for that in that moment, I feel like that's all a lot like that's what I glean from mostly. Um, that's good. So I think of like what I'd be holding on to. I think I'd be holding on to a lot. Ah, yeah, there's just so many. I mean, yeah, you're basically Jeremiah 29 11. But I think that one is near and dear to me because that's what I put on my graduation cap in my high school. Um, especially like, you know, she lost stuff for the future, and I was like, mm. <laughs> I do not know what kind of that's for me, but I'm going stick on this cat. You know, we go rough and um, did well. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So during this like emotional breakthrough I had this weekend. Um, so when I, my, so my visions kind of consist of like what's happening in the moment, right? And it, I mean, I guess I could explain it as like, 
out of body where I'm like, I'm watching it happen in the moment, right? And so I was sitting at my desk, I think, writing about something. I think I was working and I was like, yo, God, like, I like my job, but like, I'm working a lot. <laughs> you know, like kind of just like working through the stuff that I'm going through now. And I kind of just like glazed over like, my eyes. Um, but I just had an image of God giving me, and I wrote it down, God giving me a hug from behind and saying, I love you and I have a plan for you. Right. And that, that just brought me back to graduation time. I was like, <laughs> don't know if you have a plan for me. Well, obviously you had, right. Cause here I am now. Um, and that still now even is very encouraging because it's like, I mean, you didn't have to show me that. Yeah. Right. But like, I know that you've had a plan to read before. I mean, it's proven it. I'm living in it. Right. And so um, you'll do it again. So you just needed that reminder. Truly, truly. And I just need to walk in it and stop. And then I'm at a point now where it's like, oh, God, I hate you. But I kind of want to just, yeah. Oh, this man's like, calm. No, yeah. We got things to do. <laughs> Keep it moving. Um, so with all of that, what can you also advise someone to do or think when they feel like God has filled them? So there is never, like, I feel like God's plan, no matter how good of a life you think you may want or like you feel like you, you need or you should be, you should be having right now. Like it will never supersede what God has planned. Like no. it may take a long time, whether it's because of his own time timing or because, you know, you take different turns and so it prolongs the process, but there will never be anything you plan for yourself that would be better than God's. I'd never. Like even if it's for a short time, okay, let's say, I don't know, you find purpose in influencing, making money all of a sudden, and like, all that stuff, but it's like, that's very temporary. Mm-hmm. Like you have no idea what God had for you would end up yielding. And yep. so I know it sucks. I know it's painful. I know right. it's horrible, mm-hmm. especially seeing other people that are like 15 year olds living the dream, like <laughs> limit what you want. And like with no effort, I'm like, bruh, God, like, what a lot Yeah. You, the mom, mm-hmm. Like you see people who probably don't even care and are just living the land that you, you know, God has promised you. It's like, God, like when, like when are all these promises going to come through for me? But you should know that God's per, God's timing is the absolute best and it will all make sense. Mm-hmm. And it will all make sense once it all comes together. Yeah. Yeah. But that's really good. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I've been doing a lot and I honestly, I think, ugh, I'm not going to cry, but I think it just speaks to the people that God has in my life right now because, um, and like, but um, anytime I'm going through something, she always tells me, even if you don't have the faith for it, I will. Mm-hmm. I'll have it for you. And that's so, I can't tell you how, like just knowing that even but even if I can't um, even if I don't see what God is doing right now in this season I have many people not just her that will will stand in the gap for me and pray for me you know and so it's like I mean finding people like that number one but also knowing that you don't I mean you're not doing it alone this whole walk but you don't have to. Even if you don't have the faith, someone else will have it for you. And even if it's like you don't have people in your life to do that, we still have a God that sympathizes with us, right? And we can come to his throne room, the grace and mercy. But even then, we have the Holy Spirit that prays for us. Even when we don't know what to pray, right? Yeah, like we we have that as well will stand in the gap for us yeah um that's so important and like having people like that in your life that's those are the moments it's for and i know a lot of people have used you know the biblical story as an example so many times we can 
I feel like sometimes can end up losing its power, but it's very, very real. You know, I, in your case, you have, you know, Madeline and Madeline. In your case, you have Maddie. And, you know, in my case, I have my husband mm-hmm. who's contending for me and praying for me. So it's, it's very important to yeah. those relationships. Right. Um, and I mean, it kind of, so what we've both been seeing, seeing signs, right? Worshiping, staying in that place. Um, do it again by elevation is my, uh, hey, baby, why don't you get active? Sun Foundation got me through that what, last year. I really did. We had all, like, everybody. Yeah. yeah. These worship songs, honestly, like, and I say all the time, music. Yeah. With things that we're listening to because worship music, especially songs that are like rooted in the word mm-hmm. yo get you <laughs> last week had me uh, again last week i feel like ever since that sunday that that snatched me every sunday like just been that because like last week but the song um was um it's by the belonging co um girl i know exactly what you're talking about Right. Listen to me. Listen, we can. Oh, I think it ends ends up having like some acronym. Um, what? Where would I need it? Oh. I think feel like so. I've heard that song before, but when I heard it in church, that's like, I opened my mouth to sing the song. I was like, no, and I just started bawling because I feel like it summed up my year for me, like this past year, like. Where would I be without you? Like, this, yeah. as they sang that, because that was the first time I really heard the lyrics. So, like, as she was singing, that's all that was here. Like, mm-hmm. God literally just reminding me of this year. Like, man, like, where would I really be? Yeah. Like, where did I get to? Like, not even realizing myself. What? Yeah. I just, I just was pulling my eyes off of that song. The word. Like, songs really do got a special part. Like for real, they have a really powerful purpose. Um, super powerful, and I just, mm-hmm. I really hope people understand because I say all the time, yeah. songs, yeah. they have power. Um, and I mean, songs, words, the yeah. words have power. Um, last thing I said when, like, what to do when God feels you is really just drawing me into God. And you know, it says in James 4, 8, drawing you to God and he'll draw you to you. But it's like, and I know that can be hard, especially when it's like, you, you're the one that failed me. Like, why would I? Right. And then I'm trying to do that in human relationships. It's like, like you <laughs> you messed me up. Yeah, so, doubt. yeah why am I coming back to you? <laughs> uh, but that aspect of you let me down. And for sure, because I can be very like, yeah. <laughs> you go toe to toe, God. Um, <laughs> You let me down, so I'm gonna come to you and ask you what's up. Mm-hmm. And I know if I, I mean, you have to do it humbly, because <laughs> like arrogantly. Uh, if I come to you and like God, I humble myself before you. I'm drawing near to you to understand, you know, and to get an alignment with you and your will. There's that promise that you're gonna draw near to me, mm-hmm. right? And it might not be the answer I want, or I might not get an answer. But again, in God's presence. Things change, right? Um, and it's not an easy process to like rebuild your faith and trust God again, but it truly does get better day by day, and you have to take it day by day sometimes. Yeah, I I think for me it really all just boils down to perspective, mm-hmm. and again I feel like it's one of those things that like we've all heard, oh shift your perspective, and you know you see that like, but it's it's very true it's not easy to do you know because it's like okay well every day i'm gonna shift my perspective because like you know it's right in my face like hi so i'm gonna shift my perspective and read it but but really it's like okay why do you feel like god has let you down right and because you're seeing all these things and it's not happening for you but he's already giving the promise right yeah he never told you the timeline mm-hmm. which we all know is you know the difficult part of it but it's like why do you feel like it needs to happen now mm. or like why do you feel like 
God has let me down, right? It's because it's because it's not happening on your own time. So, and it comes hand in hand with when you said, you know, draw closer to him. Because when you do, it takes your focus off of that circumstance yeah. and more so like, God, even if you don't come through for me, I really just want you. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't do all these things for me, because at the end of the day, my relationship with you isn't about what you can do for me. Yeah. But because... I love you and I want us to be BFFs. Yeah. So it's like getting to that place. I know it's really hard and you can get there and then slip out, get there and slip out. But I think that's why it really boils down to like, God, even if you don't come through for me, it's good. Okay. Down. Yeah. God. All of this was a good conversation. I know for me personally, um, it was really good. Um, but do you have, Actually, Matt, do you have you have a pretty big platform? Personally, I think you do. Mm. I see you everywhere. Um, it's really not that big. Uh, only okay. LinkedIn, maybe, but like, and you be killing it. So, where can people find you? You know, um, social medias. I you said LinkedIn. So, like, what? Yeah, and actually, like, what do you do? Let's listen to the beginning, but get okay, close with that. Yeah, what? What do I do? A lot. What would I need to be doing only is <laughs> leading worship. <laughs> That's all I need to be doing. Praise and Jesus. Um, but really, so currently, I guess professionally, I'm a UX designer. Um, and then, but when it comes to like the work of God, I'm a worship leader. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm a worship leader. And I guess also content creator. Mm-hmm. So yeah pretty much it you can find me on instagram just my name jennifer anor or jennifer.anor and then my tech instagram and tech tiktok okay is jen by design.ux okay oh. <laughs> and linkedin yeah linkedin is just you know my name jennifer anor find me on linkedin but yeah that's pretty much it Honestly, Jennifer is just as encouraging on those social media sites, everything that she's on, as she was here today. So I'm super grateful for that. Um, but that's it for today's episode. I hope you all enjoyed it. And um, if you want to hear about anything, feel free to go onto our Instagram at arose.inbloom and fill out the Google form because we care about what matters to you. Uh, and remember to like, comment, and subscribe. And in the meantime, continue blooming. It's the real God has called you to be. Bye.